Welcome to episode number 205 of the Keep Up Podcast. Where we're going to be the last podcast you listen to when the zombie apocalypse starts. an excellent intro hey sometimes i got him you i would say most times <laughs> no la- you remember last week's yeah yeah was that the mac and cheese one no, i don't even remember that's the problem i think it was it was real. <laughs> that one was really upsetting <laughs> dude i try okay i do my best you typically succeed yeah thanks uh listen if you're new to the keep up podcast um uh, welcome to the Keep Up Podcast, where I'm Brett and Tim is Tim. That's me. And we talk about all the things we consume, be it media or food. And today we are not alone. I, I guess not, we're never alone because there's two of us. Um, <laughs> well, we usually have our imaginary friend, Peter. I don't. Oh. Peter's news to me. <laughs> oh, awkward. Well, I wasn't talking about Peter. Oh, dang. Um, today we have uh, we have a new friend, new friend of the show, Um. Who is gracious enough to hang out with us for an entire episode today. Well, we think. We hope. He's still here. Right. We'll see how it goes. So far, uh, so good. I don't know if he'll leave halfway through, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, indie author and writing coach Joshua C. Chad. Hey, man. How are you? Hey. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. You don't sound good. I My voice is still like kind of <laughs> rickety. Uh, it's not a word I've ever used for my voice, but no. it's been that way for like two weeks <laughs> Do now. Do you have rickets? Isn't that a disease? I think rickets is, but rickety is like an old house ah, falling apart. So that's what is, your voice feels like? That's what my like? throat feels like, so that's why I went <laughs> with that adjective. I don't know. Well, I'm doing excellent. Okay, good. Tim's excellent. Peter's I'm, doing good, too. I know I'm you didn't rickety. ask him, but he's doing, he's doing pretty <laughs> so good. I'm afraid of Peter. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Uh how how has your day been? What has your day looked like before the podcast? Oh, so this week has been literal uh, craziness okay. and and shenanigans. So my wife and I are in the process of closing on a house. We just got the uh, approval. The offer just got accepted like two days ago. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. We've been looking for quite a while. This is going to be our first one in almost seven years of marriage. Wow. Congrats, um, man. That's wild. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. So it's, so that's fun. Yeah. And at the same time, I just started a new part-time job on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and I'm running a big Kickstarter for my, uh, for my books all at the same time. Jeez. So while I'm supposed to be like getting a hold of people, reaching out to them to say, Hey, check out my Kickstarter, maybe support it. Yeah. Like I've been doing QuickBooks, trying to do a Q1 quarter one, uh, profit and loss for our two businesses, Whoa. which I haven't even got done yet in like three hours because the first hour was just staring at the screen. Cause work's not hard, but I haven't like done that kind of work in a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been crazy, yeah. good, but, but crazy. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, do you like to work under those conditions or is it like too many gears <laughs> turning at once? It's a little much. Yeah. So, so normally it's, 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 it's a full-time job being, uh, uh, indie anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. I feel like. Oh, yeah. And so having, uh, my wife and I running two businesses and trying to write and trying to coach and now on top of that, um, part-time job because the indie stuff also is very inconsistent at times yeah. with, you know, finances. Oh, so, yeah. um, so I would, 
I'm definitely fine. It's going to take, I think it's going to take a solid week or two to get used to this going to work for a few hours, coming back and then trying to get back into the swing of things. Right. So. Yeah. That's an adjustment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is cool because it's all happened really fast. We have to shout out our mutual friend, Sarah, who uh, introduced you to us by way of a gift. A beautiful gift. A gift. Uh, we both are proud owners of the Complete Brothers Creed series now. Uh, look, I oh, got one yeah. here. I don't know if you've seen one before, but we, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. we each have a copy. That's a pretty good looking book, although <gasps> although you're going to need to upgrade it because it's not as nice as mine. Oh, oh, man. Look at his. It's, is that a limited edition? His is one. So this is what I'm running the Kickstarter that's for what's, right now. All right, tell us. It's an anniversary edition hardback. That's yep. amazing. That's so, so cool. Okay, yep. so tell us, tell us a little bit about... Uh, the Brothers Creed series, and then roll right into the Kickstarter about what's going on with that. Sweet. Um, is there any sort of time limit here? Because once I get talking about my books, I mean, sometimes it can, we might be here for several days. Dude, take it away, man. <laughs> You're uh, good. This is your time to shine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just like having creators on the show, and we just we talk about the things we, we like to consume, mm-hmm. and uh, it's always fun to hear from that end of, uh, of the creation. So whatever you want to talk about, platforms yours we got an hour and a half so you know sweet so an hour and a half i'm gonna talk about <laughs> there you Perfect. go yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do that i want to get to some other stuff um so i guess i'll start a little bit on kind of what inspired it and then i'll kind of get into what it is because that's usually that helps my uh train of thought yeah i almost said train of process thought process train of thought anyway that's cool too <laughs> combine notes and same yeah um so it 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 Originally kind of started as just like a little project in high school. I had to write a news article. And of course, I'm not your normal type of person. So they might write, you know, like the weather or or something like I wrote about these bodies being found dead in this random made up mountain range that had been eaten on by somebody. And that was that was the end. (laughs) And so and in my mind, I'm like, oh, hey, it's zombies. But for my project, I mean, it was it was a paper. Um, My teacher loved it, by the way, because I was the only one in creative writing class that you know, did creative, creative writing. writing yeah. Everybody else was like, it's like, Hey, create a three page fable or two page fable. I'd create a three page fable. Everybody else would do a two paragraph journal of how they went to the grocery store and got a can of beer or something. It's so it weird. Beer. That's it like high school, but anyway, consistent. Like when I was in college, I was also in a creative writing class and the same thing. Like I felt like nobody wanted to actually write creatively it's or, weird. and I like, why are you in the class? If you're not going to take the effort to expand your mind and, yeah. and do fun projects like that, it makes the class go by quicker. Exactly. So I totally, yes. I totally get it. Where like, and, and the teachers like me for that reason. Cause I enjoyed it. Yeah. I had fun. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And because you got to have fun with it. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing about, I mean, I mean, creating anything is just, it's, it's a, it's sometimes a lot of times a really hard process, but it's a fun process right. and, and should be one that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. And if not, then we might want to think about doing something else. Agreed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so it started as that, um, and it just kind of sat for a while and, and I had another project that was, um, basically my brother and I used to do a lot of traveling, um, I was a hunting guide at one point. We'd go around to sports shows with our parents, and my brother and I took a couple different cross-country road trips. And when we did that, we would we would do some audiobooks at the time, but was it was before we really got into audiobooks. And so we would kind of, I guess, just uh, I'm trying to. I guess it's not really a good way to say it, but but we do like what if this happened. 
And, okay. and then we come up with, you know, a plan. So like zombie apocalypse, vampires were real mm-hmm. or, or something like yeah. that. And uh, so we did a zombie apocalypse one. That was probably our favorite that stuck the most. And we created a zombie apocalypse uh, survival plan. And it was a joke, of course, because I, I even though I'm a zombie author, I don't think that's how things are going to go down. Sure. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I had somebody approach me like, hey, so when do you think the zombies are going to happen? I'm like... Um, I don't. I, I don't actually. <laughs> I hope not. But, um, but 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 good for you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so anyway, so we did that, and then I wrote like I don't know uh, a chapter or two about me and my brother uh, during the beginning of the zombie apocalypse, okay. and I just kind of let it sit there. And my mom, after high school, uh, my mom was like, "Hey, you should you should combine those two stories you did because I guess I'm missing something." After I did that little article, that little news article, I wrote an entire what I shot was a thought was a short story, but was a ended up being a chapter, and what then the book um, just about like okay, more in depth about like what's this news article, who's watching it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you can, should combine those two. I'm like, no, that's a terrible idea, Mom. And then like six months later, I'm like, this is a great idea. So I did I'm that. I'm glad I thought no, of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, this is so – oh, I'm so good. I'm so good. And then I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this. And Mom's like, didn't I tell you to do that? I'm like, no, you – You're crazy. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of those. Moms always know. I've they learned know. in life. They do. They always know. Moms know. They, they really do. I, I have another story about that that I, I won't go into because if I get off on too many tangents, we'll never get anywhere. But anyway um, – um, and so, so I did that and wrote another two chapters and it sat there. And then I ended up finishing, um, after I got married, my wife encouraged me to start, uh, continue writing. And I ended up finishing my fantasy book that is still in process. And then I, uh, finished the zombie one for my mom for Christmas. So instead of getting her something for Christmas, because it was literally my brother and I, and then this other random made up people <laughs> and, and their journey, she's like, I really want you to finish this. Like she literally hounded me. <laughs> for years to finish it. And I finally did for a Christmas present. Actually, I have it here. Um, I didn't quite make Christmas. It ended up being January. Mm-hmm. Eh, close but, enough. Um, I just threw my brother, or uh, me, my brother, sister-in-law, and, and wife on the That's cover. That's awesome. And then, I, I know they can't, um, viewers can't see this. Oh, yeah. but Raw it and says, unedited mom edition. Mom edition. <laughs> That's awesome. so <laughs> And so, so I finished it. I did one quick editing pass, which back then was me literally not doing anything because I'm terrible <laughs> at editing. It still wouldn't be much now, but it's a little bit better. And um, so I, I finished it for her. And then I, I met our bush pilot in Alaska. He self-published some fantasy books. And he was telling me about this self-publishing process and how it is a viable option ever since like 2012, 2015 self-publishing is actually before it used to be for people that couldn't like make publishing, like couldn't get, uh, uh, like accepted into a publisher. Sure, yeah. And then like there was that shift with the digital eBooks and stuff where you could actually start doing it to make money. And so anyway, I decided, well, I've got a fantasy book about magic and dragons mm-hmm. or I've got a zombie series. And most of my people are, are, uh, gun, toting good old boys and hunters and i'm like okay are they going to want to read a fantasy with dragons and magic or are they going to want to read something with guns right. i'm like okay guns, guns it is yeah. for sure spoiler alert. um and so i published that one and it it did a lot better than i thought it was going to do i mean it wasn't like super amazing but it did good enough to where i had random people from around the country asking me hey when's book two and i didn't have a plan for book two so it, wow i ended up writing book two turned into five books um, and by that point it, it, it got, I mean, I, it, it got pretty big. Um, yeah. I mean, not like, you know, like super big, but it, big enough to where like most indie authors I talked to are like, holy crap. And I'm like, 
I didn't know any better at the time. I'm like, sweet, this is easy. Yeah. It's, it's not that easy. I'm learning that now. I got, I got really lucky and got blessed. Um, but, um, so that was kind of the process into it. And now with this anniversary edition, and I'm running on this Kickstarter, I'll talk about later. Yeah. It's five years ago in April from when I first started this series. Um, so it's just crazy to see how it's come from then or where wow. it's come and, and all that. And so that's a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, is there, do you guys want to insert anything or have any questions before I keep rambling on for another several hours? I, I am curious. So you said five years from when you started it. That's, that's where we're coming up, coming up to five years from when I published, from when you published it. Sorry. No, that's okay. Yes. Five years from when I published book one, because I started like, yeah. How old am I? Oh, that would have been a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was in high school, that would have been like, oh man, 15 years ago okay. or something. Okay. So, well, yeah, 10 to 15. I am curious how it did, like, uh, on, the, on the creator end, I'm curious how the motivation for like the four books, like you started with one and had no plans for a second. So when you realize like, to, to go from one to five is like pretty massive. So were you just like super stoked on continuing the story or was it, did you have to like adjust how you approached the world? Like, were you like, how much story is left? I don't even know. So yes, that, that was literally what, what happened was first of all, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of pissed because <laughs> I wanted, I, I want to be a fantasy author. I mean, I'm wearing a shirt that has a logo for my fantasy world on it. And, um, I know nobody can see no, this. No, but I want to. That's dope. Fantastic. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And so I, I, I finished that one first. That's always been my, my passion wow, is I like okay. fantasy a whole lot better than sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I'd actually never, I've only read like literally a handful of zombie books. I'd never read one before I wrote mine. Um, and so I wanted to do fantasy, but people, and so I was getting ready to to publish it after this one. And then people wanted more. And I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, this book is actually making money. Like not only did I cover my expenses, but I started making money in a couple months. That's amazing. And I'm like, I would be stupid not to com- like, not to continue this because if I break into a new series and okay, so then I sat down. And can I continue it? Can, can, is there any, any, is there story left? Like, like you're saying, is there any story? And so I was kind of upset at first because I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I want to get my back to my fantasy. Yeah. I felt, I felt that way in between. I was going to do it after book two and by book three, I'm just like, okay, I'm locked into finishing this series. <laughs> then I'll deal, then I'll deal with my fantasy. Yeah. And I've been rewriting my fantasy for the third time, the first book, wow. uh, this year. And so that one, I started it, uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, um, and so I sat down and, and I got a picture for an ending. And and that's pretty much all I had was I had an ending gotcha. and I had I had a new character coming in that would play a big role and then um, the end would happen. And so I'm like, okay, I have an ending. How do I get them there? Sure. And I'm not much of a outliner. I'm very much a, uh, they call them pantsers. Or um, discovery writers. Okay. And so, pantser, by the way, is flying by the seat of your pants. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> like, so, because I say that a lot of time, and people are like, what? what, what yeah, I was like, I don't understand is? the correlation, but <laughs> like, I'll roll yes, with it. Yes. So, flying by the seat of your pants. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Um, I'm trying, because I always, I, I, for, I didn't realize there was another term for it till like just a couple years ago. And they're like, yeah, discovery writer. I'm like, oh, that sounds so that's much more official. cancer. <laughs> I, honestly, yes. I've never really understood the origin of flying by the seat of your pants as a phrase. I don't really understand that. Uh, is it referring to like a pilot? 
you're you're flying by the seat of your but pants. But by the seat of your pants? <laughs> by the seat, like you're holding on to your butt? I don't know. <laughs> like, Maybe. I don't Because even, yeah, I don't know. Not to sidetrack, but no, that no. is always, that's one, that is one, uh, what is that? That's not a euphemism. I don't know what that is. Another one's like one in the hand is worth two in the bush or whatever. That, don't get me started on that. There's too many. Uh, <laughs> a bur- bird in hand is worth two. In the there it see. is. Yeah. Yep. Which makes sense because if you're hunting like quail or upland bird, mm-hmm. it's better to have one that you have to take home and eat compared to two that you might get. See? This, this is, is why. why. This is why we have to have you on <laughs> <need> here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they can answer these questions that we don't know. Yep. But fly by. Yep. And if that's not true, that's what it should yeah. be. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident. That's what it is to me now. <laughs> Anytime someone's questioning it around me, that's yeah. the answer they're going to get. So I'd be like, nah, buddy of mine actually explained this to me. It's pretty simple once it's, you understand it. Once, once you get it, you're in. You simpletons. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't know where, uh, but Panzer. So you are not much of an outliner. You're just, yes. you're, you're just writing. You're just seeing where the story goes. Uh, yep. I wing cool. it. So book two, I just had a direction okay. and I just started it and it went, it kind of went off the rails and then it got back on the rails, but it never went off. Like sometimes when I would do it, when I'm talking off the rails, I'm talking, this is supposed to be a zombie story. And then all of a sudden we're over here and there's like mermaids and magical fairies. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, where yeah. did we go? Yeah, did so we it wasn't here? that bad. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that bad, but it was a little bit. And so <laughs> that one was completely just, I mean, I literally had no outline. Yeah. I, I had nothing, no notes, no outline. I just had the first book and I was continuing on. Um, and then by the third one, I had a couple notes of like, okay, I'm starting some of these story threads that I need to make sure to weave in and tie up at the end. Yeah. And then by the fifth book, I had a decent outline, but it was fun because it was, um, it just the whole writing process is I love the phrase discovery writer, Stephen King, while I don't agree with a lot of his beliefs, is a um, uh, a really smart author. And he has got a book called On Writing, and it's about writing. I've always been curious and, to um, read that, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I would recommend it. It also gives you a little bit of glimpse into his mind and how he was either stoned or drunk yeah. for like 90% of his first books. Wow. Like, and once he got sober, he had a hard time writing again. Wow, yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't know how to do it without. And so anyway, and it talks a little bit about, like, the, the car crash he was in and almost died mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, and um, But it was had some really good stuff because he was talking about he's a discovery writer. And so he and he was explaining it like the best way I've heard it explained is you're when you're writing like that and when you're writing in general period you're you're not creating something you're uncovering something mm. and it's almost like the story's already there even though we don't know it and so for me having the faith i have i really feel like some of that is not necessarily no like biblical dis- div- div- divine inspiration okay. but still like some some nudges or maybe there's a story that needs to be told that that i'm not even aware of and so when i was writing some of this stuff like like things would just happen and and there would be moments where I'm like, okay, I know what needs, where this character needs to get. I don't know how they're going to get there in between. And then this whole big thing would just turn up and it would be really cool. And some of, some of my favorite scenes, other than my all time favorite, that one was planned, which is the ending. Um, (laughs) And, and that even ended up changing a little bit, but um, some of my favorite scenes came from just, just, they just came out. I just uncovered them. And so it's like being an archeologist when you're uncovering like, uh, dinosaur bones hidden in the earth. Like there's more there and you start like brushing or whatever you do as an archeologist. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I need to watch Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park again. Um, Sifting, and whatever they're doing. Ex- yeah. And so, 
you see something and you're like, oh, this is sweet. This is a story. And then as you write, it's like uncovering more and then it just kind of takes off on its own. And sometimes that's really good. Sometimes you got to wrinkle it in a little yeah. bit. But, um, you're like easy so guys, that was reel it in a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like the whole thing about the characters not um, not doing what you want them to do is, is real, especially when you're a discovery writer. Mm. Like I had a character in book two, book two, um, that was not supposed to die. And... They did. And that was one of the times I got probably hit with the most writer's block in the first three books was like I was kind of this 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 um, I guess part was was starting to play out and I had this like, oh, this could happen. I'm like, no, nah, that's not what's supposed to happen. Mm. And I was stumped for OK, this is going to sound bad. I was up for a day. That was my writer's block. Back then. <laughs> um, I wrote book two uh, from start to finish in two weeks. I wrote book three in three weeks. Wow. Um, that's wild. Yeah. And and so book two was small. I mean, it's only 50,000 words, but book three was like 65,000, which is closer to like the first Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was 85 or something. But anyway, and so what, back then, one day a writer's block was like really intense for me. Yeah. And um so I took a drive and I'm just like, oh, this isn't this is how it's supposed to go down, not the way I want it to. And so it's just fun like discovering those kind of things. Yeah. But so yeah, so it definitely was um to get back to your original question, it was a little bit of an adjustment. Right. Yeah. That's, That's so cool. It's oh, such an interesting concept to think that the story is being uncovered. Like you didn't plan on certain characters dying, but they do. And and as like I'm not a writer, so I can't really like wrap my head around that concept like they don't have to die, but if the story's going in that direction, that's just cool. That's a cool aspect I never thought of when it comes to writing. I think it's probably like a lot of the best, a lot of the best storytelling or like I, if I were to relate it to music, like there are moments where mm. if I'm writing something, I can't make a part have the feeling I want it to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll realize like, oh, I'm not supposed to do right here what I thought I was supposed or what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and just like the smallest change, whether it's like a lyric change or the way it's delivered or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Like it clicks. And I think, I don't know. I think you can kind of see through, um, some, this is a blanket statement, which I don't love, but like, I feel like a lot of times you can see through certain art where it's like, Oh, they wanted this story to play out this way. Like yes. they brought it in that direction regardless. Like this is how it was always going to be mm-hmm. versus the things you're like watching or reading or playing and you're like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> like those those are the moments that I I imagine even the creator wasn't sure we're going to be there, you mm-hmm. know. So that's that's really yep. cool to hear, especially like I said, going from one book to like two is one thing, but from one to five is like a big jump. And crazy how quickly you you wrote them too. Like do you just get into it? Like, are you just like, yes, is that type of creator you are? You're like, I'm, I live here now. Normally. Yeah. Normally. So that was definitely those. It was, um, so from start to finish, I think I was just doing the math the other day. I think it was just over two years, uh, from publishing first book to writing and publishing book five, wow. um, cool. which is quite, I mean, that's, and, and if I, if I can get, I, I've, 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 I am a, it's a funny in real life. I'm a planner. I very much plan. Yeah. Uh, but in writing, like I, I think it's there's maybe because I plan so much in, in life, I like to let go in writing. Mm, yeah. But um, it's 
So I could write probably three books a year um, pretty easily if I get into a good rhythm. Cool. Um, I've been trying to do that for three years, <laughs> and it has not happened. Yeah. So, so yeah. But when I do get into it, like like it, words flow, and especially when I was able to back then, I wasn't full time writing. Mm. Um, I was I was still doing the guiding stuff, but guiding was only seasonal, and so that left me with like seven months out of the year where I wasn't. I was only I was pretty much had free. Um, so I was able to really just, just dive into it. Cool. Um, are you, are you yeah. doing, so you're doing coaching now too? Is that something you've been doing for a while or? Yeah. So I guess I should specify when I say guiding, I was a professional hunting guide. Oh, right. Um, okay. In yeah. Alaska, Montana. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then now I am doing writing coaching. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I've been doing it a little bit for, what are we at? We're in May. Oh my goodness. Like almost over. Like May is almost over. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> I, just kidding. Oh, this is crazy. No, it's wild. <laughs> okay, good. It's still the beginning of May. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like Happy that. New Year. I'm glad. May 2019 yeah. <laughs> to be specific, right? Oh, <laughs> do let's, let's actually wait. I want to go back, but I don't want to replay these last few. Yeah. So can we go back in like a multiverse and an alternate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thing. Okay, Different, my vote. Different timeline. Yeah, we can Absolutely, do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I like that. Um, I forgot. What oh, was coaching. Is, Sorry. I like, oh yes, yeah. no, we're good. I, I love that. Um, yeah. So I've been doing it for several months now. Um, and I've been doing it just a little bit here and there, word of mouth. And then I just kind of opened the doors, if you will, um, fully the last like couple weeks. Cool. Um, yeah. And you're enjoying that. It's like a different sort of avenue of a field you've been in for a while. Yes. So it is, it's a lot like guiding, like, like hunting cool. guiding. Um, the, the whole same kind of thing of like, you're, um, you're guiding somebody on a journey and it's not in the wilderness and it's not where there's grizzly bears or brown bears or where somebody can fall off a mountain and die. But there's like, you know, I mean, I hate to be cliche, but there's like emotional mountains and valleys and got to get through the brush sure, and all that. Sure. That sounded, oh, that sounded horrible. I can't. <laughs> hey, some that. cliches anyway. have to exist. Right. You know, I mean, that is, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, I think that one's acceptable. So yeah. Yeah. It's, um. But it's been fun. I, I, we, we opened a publishing company uh, the, a year within the first year of my publishing because we realized, okay, we can save money on taxes and, oh, cool. and just be able to easier to write things off and all that. And so mainly for my books, we ended up publishing a couple series and I thought we were going to go full time. Well, we did go full time with that for a little bit and it was just, it didn't feel right. It didn't fit. Mm. And so we ended up uh, uh, kind of not taking any more submissions and now switching over to the coaching mm-hmm. was exactly what I wanted. Because with the publishing, I wanted to be able to help people get their stories out there. Because I, I'm a firm believer on, now I'm not saying that everybody can make a living writing or it could be a New York Times bestseller, but I feel like everybody has a story they they want to tell or have to tell yeah. and they should tell mm-hmm. it in some sort of capacity. Capacity, wow, I'm terrible with that word. Um, <laughs> whether it's via via like 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 music or or movies or art or, or writing or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really, I, I love pe- helping people do that. And I thought, publishing was that no publishing is this lot of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping some sticks especially when you're in a small when you're in a small uh indie kind of small press publishing and so now doing the writing coaching and actually being able to at the end of a session almost i I I don't like i don't say like this is i'm good but like being able to see or, or see somebody pumped up more or help them through something mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily my skills as it is just like sometimes you literally just need somebody to talk to yeah. or somebody that's like one or two steps ahead of you. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. 
that sucks. And they're like, oh man, there's other people out there that have been this. Right, so right. I love that. I love that. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so valuable. Just to have someone who's like been through that and now is on the other side of some of those things. That's like insanely valuable. That's super cool. Because confidence mm-hmm. is a huge thing. When oh yeah. It, when it comes to yes. like any, anything even creative. Um, so like you said, having someone who's farther ahead and yeah. give you that confidence. They're like, Hey, I was there too. It's, it, you can't beat it. Especially cause you lose it. As soon as you hit a wall that you think other people don't hit, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm the worst bummer. This is why I've never done this before. And then you quit. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, yeah. it, and everybody's like aware of one thing that's so frustrating to me is cause I've, we've done this with the podcast. Like at least I have Tim mm-hmm. has to talk me off a ledge sometimes because <laughs> I, I love our podcast. I have so much fun doing mm-hmm. it. And, uh, I just, I'm not a marketer. Like I'm not, I don't know. I don't know how you get a podcast out to people. Like, I don't know how that works. I don't care about it. I do want more people to hear the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I, th- the numbers game is weird that you play in your head too. And it's, it happens in every, especially now where like everybody has access to the game, whatever it is, which is great. But at the same time, I feel like it has different impacts on creators where it's like, Oh mm-hmm. shoot, this dude like had the same beginning as me, but they're like this far ahead or this many people got their hands on that book or this podcast has this many plays. So like the comparison game is like through the roof now, which mm-hmm. is I think one of the most in my opinion like unhealthy headspaces to be in, but also mm-hmm. the least avoidable as a creative person like right. or just a human, maybe that's just existing as always got to compare yourself to the next best thing, I guess. Yeah, like I just feel like a lot of people do that, but even being aware of that, there's still like you still need someone who will be in your corner and be like I did that same thing and I got through yes. it, you know? So, yeah. I don't know if you find yourself having those conversations as a coach or yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and the, the, one of the biggest things for me, once I started coaching is realizing how much I need a coach as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. You're never, you're never. And, and I looked up some articles about writing coaching and how to like, like, uh, not only market it, but like how to do it well and how other people are doing sure. it. And, and a lot of the places that are coaching and some of the more successful coaches are like, yeah, I have a coach. <laughs> like, like it's, that's how important it is. Right. Like yeah, I, I coach other people, but I have a coach as well. And so, and, and so I, I do see, I mean, I, it's just, yeah. So yeah. 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 Everybody just throw a couple yeah. yeahs out there. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that every now oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm going to bug you with more questions later about your stuff. Um, how, how are you guys feeling? Do you want to, you want to talk about some other stuff? Or what? I mean, I'm chilling. We're chilling. We're having a good time, you know? Josh, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm down for anything. Love this guy. That's that's a, a good yep. thing to say, also a scary thing to say, because we're about to go into stupid questions. We're going to do stupid questions? We're going to do stupid questions. I Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Stupid questions with Uncle Tim. Hi. Hey. Welcome. I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> Why? Have you done stupid questions with a guest before? I think I have. We I did it with so with Drew and Oh yeah, we definitely did it with Drew. I kind of want it to be a thing with every guest because it's it's it's, it's just, interesting. It's wacky. Josh, have you I know you've listened to a couple of episodes. Have you come across a stupid question segment yet? I, I think I have, but okay. I don't remember exactly how it works. Because right. I like I love listening to podcasts when I'm doing something else. Like yeah, yeah, and for so sure. I, I I know I've I've heard 
Some. I just don't remember fully. Yeah. Well, you know what? Going in blind is sometimes <laughs> and that's a, the you best know, way. And stupid questions is great because we every time we 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 bring up all the rules because uh, people might miss it. And <laughs> they might it miss is, it. It is stupid. Uh, so what, Josh? Not you, bro. Oh, sorry. Get I'll, out of I'll here. Stay, I'll leave. <laughs> I mean, you can stay here if you want, but mm-hmm. stupid questions is where we and what is it? Now it's collectively all three of us. Yes, it is. We're gonna ask the hard hitting questions. The hard hitting questions. The questions people. Yeah. Just humans right now. Right. Animals haven't asked these questions yet. No. The questions people are too afraid to ask. So you're saying no one's asked these questions yet? Not yet. Okay. But. That was, that was an odd specification. Shut up. All Brett. right. Okay. <laughs> I'll stay out of it. We're not using Google. No. We're not using Bing. Not an option. Ask Jeeves. We said it last week. He's he's gone. I was going to say, is that Rest even a thing? <laughs> no, I don't think no, so. we're just we're no. we're leaving him. He went on vacation. Yeah, we maintain that he's been on vacation. He's. Retired. I think that's the the lore. Like if you go to askjeeves.com, yeah. he's sitting on the beach. I desperately want to do that right now. Yeah, he's Can been. You? On, yeah, is that real? Yeah, huh. go to Ask Jeeves right now. I thought we don't. Right, that's that's, that's true. Okay, don't <laughs> don't go right now. But he's we will. Testing you. Well, I yeah. know. I'm, I'm making sure you're ready. Okay. So no Google, no Bing. Jeeves is on vacation. Jesus? Je- nope. Jeeves? <laughs> I mean, Jesus might be. I don't know what he's doing right now. We Jeeves? <laughs> definitely on vacation. Okay. Jeeves <laughs> on vacation. And that's it. <laughs> that was a very so, good explanation. I have no hey, questions. Yeah. No, it's good. That's You're not supposed to. No, Tim brings the questions. Here's the question. What is it, Tim? So you guys know ghosts. No ghosts. You know ghosts. I know ghosts. Ghosts in movies and and books and all that stuff. The The idea of ghosts. Yeah. And you know, sometimes they have like spiritual like items on them, like chains or oh, interesting, or or an axe or something. That these specifically the ghosts from a Christmas Carol. (laughs) Okay, that was my prime example. (laughs) Okay, we're talking about what's his name, Marley. Marley, Marley. Mar- what's his face with the chains? It's something Marley. I had it written down and I forgot, <laughs> and the, and the note's gone. We all know what you're talking about. Don't yeah. read the question. Do you have a blank note <laughs> open? No, there's the question. <laughs> oh, there's one. Question. Here's the question. Yeah. How do ghost chains exist? <laughs> How do ghostly objects exist? Because <laughs> they don't die. The chains don't die. I. Josh, as the guest, do you want to take this one? So that's a very good question. So I guess, it, it, I mean, it's a really, really, it depends on how deep we want to go or how wacky we want to go. I mean, I think right. a little bit of both is, is both. fun. Um, yeah. So if you go deep, if you think about like Valhalla or something, I mean, they, they're in a giant meat hall and so there's food and stuff. And so maybe Ooh, they're yeah. chains that are already there. Maybe they're chains they pick up. Somewhere in between, you know, death and and ghost. Oh, like on the journey. Yes. Oh, okay. Or like is is ghost food food that's already been eaten? (laughs) Is that what if it's only the food we throw away that dies? Whoa. The ones that aren't consumed. Yes. Wow. So when we're throwing away food, we're actually helping. We're feeding ghosts. We're We're feeding feeding, ghosts. That's important. That's that's it. Wow, ghost kids need food too. 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh, I feel so much better throwing away old leftovers now. Yeah. Once if I have a plate, if I if I go to a buffet and I leave a full plate, I'm like I'm doing good. Don't yeah. act like you've ever done that. Uh, when I get desserts, I usually do because they all suck. They're really bad. <laughs> buffet <laughs> desserts, except are... for the banana cream pudding. That's usually really yes, good. That's yes, that's good. I usually get the pudding, yeah. which is like sketchy, but it's I, weird. But I still enjoy it. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, it's the best I have to offer. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like the bananas with the weird red stuff. <laughs> See, you can't. You can't go that deep. I don't right? know what it is though. <laughs> okay, so, so, so chains. <laughs> I can't. That's I don't. Josh, you were on a roll, man. I didn't mean to. Oh no, that's, that's pretty much w- all I had. So I like it. So you're saying it's part of. So if you get buried with certain objects, do they also die with you? Egyptian mythology. Yep. That's why they oh, like would right. kill your, or even like in even in Norse, like they would kill your your sometimes your wife, your concubines. It's they'd send you with your slaves and gold, and mm-hmm. I mean like with the tombs and the pharaohs. Um, so oh, yeah, they would say that would go over that. to the afterlife with you. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Okay, so. Okay, you, you worried about Marley's <laughs> chain specifically? Well, no, it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> okay. There, there are. It's good that you're bringing in like different facets, different uh, beliefs and stuff like that, because there are so many different versions of ghosts mm-hmm. out there. True. So, True. so it answers. It definitely answers some, but the chain, <laughs> the chains, I am kind of stuck on. <laughs> Tim's <laughs> hunger for knowledge will never be satisfied. <laughs> but these are great answers. Like They're I'm great. satisfied. Yeah, you should be. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, it's just something that doesn't get talked about very often in, yeah. the, in the ghost community. You know, is it? Are they all like representative of something? Like, are the chains the unfinished business? Are there? Do they break? I don't think they break it. Once any the point. business is finished, yeah. And then they break, and they no more chains, right? But then where do the chains go? They just hang out there? They go to chain heaven. <laughs> this is separate. Right. The chains separate. also have unfinished business. <laughs> right. There's a separate realm for right. inanimate objects. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. all dogs go to heaven. Right. But, but not all chains do. Not all chains. Mm-hmm. Some chains don't. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the deeper layer of ghosts because when a ghost dies, where do, where do ghosts go? When a ghost dies, do ghosts die? Well, so if well. you if you factor in stuff like and and I know I got it. I think he got it from Scandinavian mythology. I love mythology, by the way. Witcher. So if you go like the Witcher games and stuff, yeah. um, they like they they get to finally go to whatever afterlife it is, whether it's good, bad, or whatever. Once their unfinished business is done. So like as a Witcher, when you finish that unfinished business. And like, then it's like, oh yeah, then they get to go to either wherever it is, like Valhalla, heaven, hell, I don't know what it is for that mythology, but like, so then they do get to go there. So, cause, cause if you think about it, a lot of ghosts are the ones with unfinished business. They're the spirits Mm -hmm. that have a a tether to this plane. And then all the other ones that don't have that tether either going to, you know, whatever afterlife that, that belief system has. Right, right. Okay, that yeah, because not everyone becomes a ghost. Exactly. I and don't think. No. If they do, that would <laughs> be, be so kind of terrifying. There'd be so many ghosts right now. So There's scary. So many. Yeah. So they would just be everywhere. It's okay, Peter. You're not a ghost. <laughs> Wait, so are you sure, though? <laughs> I, Does he I actually chains? don't know. He that, doesn't yeah, have chains. chains? Okay. No. I no. don't. He just usually sits in my room. You actually, I'm going to be honest, there yeah. was a portion of me uh-huh. that was a little nervous a minute ago because you looked so convincingly <laughs> in that direction <laughs> and I forgot that we mentioned Peter yeah. at the beginning uh-huh. 
of the podcast. I was it's like, called a callback, Jim. I, like, I know. I just wasn't. I wasn't ready for Peter to be called back. No, really, I didn't know. I still had him in my head. I almost forgot his name. That's the scariest thing. <laughs> I didn't know. I still had him in my head. So we've learned: if you throw out food, yeah. you're feeding ghost children. Yep. Ghost chains go if their business is finished. <laughs> right. They also had to finish their unfinished business. Well, whoever they're chained to. Right, whatever. So the right. chains are separate ghosts. Right. What about ghosts with guns? Wow. Ooh. Do gu- that sounds do like guns? a book idea. That sounds <laughs> like does. a song <laughs> or a movie, Ghost with Guns. Yeah. Ghost it's, with Guns, ha, I know. Ha, there's been ghost guns before, right? Uh, I feel like, remember the Frighteners? Yeah. Isn't there, did you ever see the Frighteners, Josh? No. I feel like that's that's a weird movie that like our mom loved. So yeah. we saw it a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't watched it in a hot minute. Uh, no, it's, it's kind of like a horror comedy. Yeah, it's like it's like lighthearted horror, but still yeah. creepy. But I'm pretty sure there was like an old what, there's definitely our there's a lot of like cowboy ghosts. Yeah. I feel like that's So show there's up cowboy guns. Which are just you guns. Mean ghost guns? <laughs> cowboy ghost guns. Cowboy ghost guns. <laughs> which are yeah. Which Shut are up. just guns. Which are just guns. <laughs> Fantastic. So do do how do how do guns die? <laughs> I mean, we, all, we don't have to go deep into this. Yeah, this could go on forever. I was about to no, get but political, it, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I feel like we had a pretty pretty solid answer. I feel like yeah, I I, like I learned a lot. Me too. And this this won't be on Google, won't be on Bing. No, I'll tell Jeeves. Let him know he's yeah. chilling. Right, you know whatever. Right, right. He's looking for a good story every now and then. <laughs> Right, but go so officially. Yeah, this is official. Official, right? Truth. Um, when when ghosts have ghostly objects, mm-hmm. they're either eaten by ghost children, or go to super ghost town and have to finish their business. Right. Okay. Just want to be clear. I think that's word for word what we said. Okay. Good, Josh. Yeah, good. that's that's satisfactory. I like that's it. it. Okay. Heck Thank, yeah. Thanks for the help, guys. We did it. This question's been plaguing me for days. <sighs> All of us, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who doesn't think about exactly this question all the time? <laughs> it's, uh, I'm telling you, I'm helping the people. I'm helping the people. Everyone's too afraid to ask. Why don't you help us get to the next category? Yeah, let's go into TV. Sure. Television. All right, so now we're in TV. Hi. And uh, hey, Tim. Hey. How are you? I'm still doing good. Good. Josh, how you doing? It's been, it's been a while. Pretty it's, good. It's been good. a while. Good. good, good. Thanks for thanks for coming to this meeting. <laughs> it's, it's, Both of you guys. Yeah. It's important for, to thanks me. Thanks for having us, too. Yeah. Listen, uh, I've heard about this show before, mm-hmm. and I've never seen it, and I've mostly heard really good things about it, but Josh, when we were talking about some things to discuss this week, you mentioned The Expanse, which I thought... Is it a Prime original, or was it somewhere else first? <laughs> <laughs> yes to both. Interesting. So, okay. Which I'll go into yeah, yeah, yeah. When, um, when we're ready. Are we, am I going to start rambling Dude, again? Dude, I'm ready. Have yeah. at it, because I, I want to know. I've heard... Tim, you said you've heard mixed things. Yes, I've heard... Well, I've heard it was, it was good when it was on TV. But like I, regularly? Yeah. Okay. But I, I couldn't remember because I thought it was on sci-fi. Then I looked it up and it said Amazon. And I was like, hold on. Wait. Gotcha. Okay. But I never caught it when it was on. Yeah. When it was originally on. But Yeah, that's all. I heard it was great. I And mm-hmm. then I never, I just, it fell off my radar. And then you mentioned it and I was like, I totally forgot about that show. Mm-hmm. So tell us about The Expanse. So first of all, 
It is awesome. Okay. It, it is really good. I was absolutely like, I'm, I'm, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll start at the beginning. I mean, it's usually a good place to start. Sure. <laughs> um, it, the, the, so as a creator and somebody who likes to critique creations, that's a lot of c- c- words. <laughs> um, it, the first season w- w- is, it's a, it's, I didn't think it was slow. I mean, it, it would be slow if you're like wanting some sort of action thing. But if you can get into characters and you can get in the world, they have some of the most phenomenal world building. I mean, I'm talking like uh, it was just phenomenal. There's some things by the the end of the first season that they haven't fully revealed, but they revealed enough about like certain world building elements that you don't, you have questions, but you're satisfied with those questions going on into a later season. Like, like, and that's hard to do. I was just going to say that's tough to accomplish. Yes. And, and, and so I, I'm a huge being sci-fi fantasy. I'm a huge world building nerd. Yeah. And so they did it phenomenally. Everything was so well thought out. The characters were good. You couldn't tell that because you're right. The first three seasons were on sci-fi, mm-hmm. okay. um, like the good old B sci-fi channel. Yeah. And, um, and that you could, I, I uh, when you don't watch the trailer for it, I watched the trailer for it, and my wife is like, "I'm not even getting near this show." I'm like, "Yeah, it looks pretty bad." Yeah. Then we, I watched the first season without her, or first season, first episode without her, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna need to watch this together." And I'm like, "Just give it a try." Yeah. And after the first episode, she's like, "I'm hooked." And so it is. It's phenomenal. The world building's awesome. The characters are good. You can't really tell. It's like one of because I've watched a few other sci-fi things, and and I think there's some diamonds in the rough in there. Um, yeah, there was I agree. One alien one that was pretty good, and then mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of started watching a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is hot garbage. Yeah, um, That's what I feel like sci-fi is. It's like, there are, like you said, diamonds in the rough and there's occasional like wacky stuff like Sharknado and what was that? Um, banana Splits? Did you guys, there was like the Banana Splits horror. I heard horror. Of that, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah so I, that was on sci-fi too. Wasn't that like a horror remake? Of, yeah, of yeah. the Banana Splits. It's super so, weird. Um, like, so, and, uh, but I don't, I don't give it the attention it deserves. It's gotta be fun to work for sci-fi. Oh yeah. Like, that you just have an idea and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, what if we had a banana killing a bunch of people? You think we get into that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, so that. is that what that's about? So do you, do you remember the banana splits? Like the, I don't know if it was like 70s or 80s. Yeah, it was 70s, 80s. It was Hanna-Barbera. Was it, um, it wasn't animated though. It was half animated, half live action. So it was live action oh. segments with like the elephant, the bear, and whoever the other character was and yeah. they would do like random skits and then do cartoons in between. Okay. It was like a um, variety show, like a yeah. kid's variety show, I guess. But then sci-fi took it. How, I mean, this wasn't long ago. I remember you no, talking about it on the podcast last year, the year before maybe. And they made it like a slasher movie mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. With, using the same characters. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like having like Yogi bear <laughs> right. as, a, as like a slasher. <laughs> okay. Super I could kind of get on board with that. Right? That's kind of interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to see it just to see what they did, but it's so funny to think like such a obscure kids property. We're yeah. like, Hey, let's bring it back. But as a, you know, X rated murder fest. It's so, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. And so because sci-fi can get away with stuff like that, I, I don't know. I'm always intrigued when like something like The Expanse comes out mm-hmm. and people are like, "No, you need to watch this" because mm-hmm. I love all that stuff. I'll, I get behind any campy like wacky movie or show, um, but I also love a good like well built world. So I find that really intriguing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and and they did such. I mean, because I got it took five or six recommendations from people I actually uh, 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 agree with their opinions on a sure, lot of things. Yeah. Some I didn't as much, but like it's. 
I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm not a huge, like I was saying kind of before, I'm not huge into sci-fi as much as I am fantasy. Right. But I'm like, I'll, I'll check it out because I just, like I said, I downloaded it when I was going to go to Alaska and watch it without my wife. And then I ended up watching the first episode and saving it because I knew she'd like it. But um, yeah. And and I, I think there's something to that when you guys were talking about. They they do what sci-fi, it seems like they do what they want. They don't they don't care about who, what. I mean, not necessarily that they don't care because they still need to get ratings and numbers. But sure. like, they have a lot less pressure, I think. Mm-hmm. And they just, they, they, I, it was kind of what we were talking about earlier with the creators can have their creative freedom and it's not like this, this big producer or, or company is trying to railroad this show. Right. Like in some other ones that I could go off on a long, <laughs> long, angry tangent about some adaptations right now. Yeah. But, um, and so it was just so, it was just so well done. I, like, I loved it. The characters were well thought out and that was the first three seasons. And then Amazon Prime picked it up. Okay. And let me tell you, Amazon is where good things go to die. Now, <laughs> to be fair, I make money off of Amazon because I sell my books there. It's where okay. I get a lot of my income. Yeah. I still hate them. No offense, <laughs> Jeff Bezos or whoever's in charge now. <laughs> right. um, I'm the same with Twitch. I you know, I work there all the time, but God, do I hate it sometimes. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And so we started season three, and there was a visible change in character behavior. In I mean, of course, of course, now they're having to try and sell it. So there's more sex. There's more language. Like, like before there was maybe an F word every other episode. Yeah. Now there's like a dozen per episode. Huh. And the f- couple first episodes had a sex scene that the, the last one, the first three seasons had some PG 13 stuff. And mm-hmm. then of course Amazon picks up and we're just shaking our heads. And, and even some of the characters changing and they're kind of now to be fair, there's six seasons. We're only halfway through the th- fourth season, okay. which is the first one Amazon picked up. Yeah. And we're having, I mean, like, usually an episode ends, and we're staying up late, even though my wife has got to get up. We've got a year and a half old. Like, she's falling asleep at 11. That's one, or at 11. She's falling asleep at 9. And as we're watching something, and that's something that keeps her awake. These We've been having a hard time wanting to continue the show. Jeez. Like, wow. It's just been such a visible change. And, and it's, it's a lot of subtle stuff. Like, I mean... I can't necessarily, well, I could point out some stuff, but it, it's just, it's kind of sad. And so we're going to keep watching it because I'm hoping it gets better because everybody said, oh, just wait till later seasons, wait till later seasons. Yeah. And it's like the first three seasons, I highly recommend for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can honestly watch the first three seasons and kill it there. Like it, it had a, enough of an ending where it felt pretty Did it get ended? Did it get canceled? Is that why it went to Amazon or? I think what it did is I think it did so well on sci-fi that Amazon came along and picked it up. So like there'll be self-published books. Like, I don't know if you know it, The Martian Mm -hmm. was originally self-published and an audio production company picked up the audio rights, produced it in audiobook that got huge. And then a big publisher came and approached the guy. He sold them the rights. They made a movie. Fifty Shades of Grey was originally self-published. A big publisher, terrible example, but a big (laughs) publisher came along, picked it up movie mm-hmm. um so i think i don't know but i think that's what happened yeah um and and it could have gotten canceled though and and amazon decided to hey we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it in so it it might get better i i, I don't know yet yeah but so far i'm highly disappointed and we're just we're having a hard time getting through it like we're choosing to watch other things even though we we usually when we get into a season we watch it and so first three seasons amazing now Still pretty good. If if they don't do if they don't pull it around by the end of season four, we're gonna move on to something else. Yeah, it's, um, it's that's sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it's tough because like everything you're talking about is like a tonal change. So if you're used to a certain tone for three full seasons and then it takes a turn, like 
that's a tough adjustment. Yeah. Like, especially mm-hmm. with characters that you care about at this point. And mm-hmm. yeah, just you're expecting one thing to a degree. And then if the, I don't know, if the whole atmosphere feels different, that could just really pull you out of it. So. Plus, I wonder what changed, like, I imagine the same writers, directors, like, hmm. they they must have all gone with it, unless they, they kicked them out and put someone new, but, like... Yeah, so, because I've been thinking about that every time we see, like, the director or writer come up, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't pay attention enough to that stuff. And I, that, I'd be curious. I'm actually, I was going to research that the other day and both of our phones were off, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so you did mention too, um, when we were talking the other day, you said there were a couple things that you're, uh, I forget what it was, an upcoming series that you were like, just anticipating is going to be screwed up. I forget what the, oh. you, you mentioned Halo, which neither of us have seen. You Not, haven't watched And Halo I love yet. Halo. I just, uh. I, I've heard mixed things, yeah, and uh, it's on Paramount Plus, which I don't think we have. Or we do we have do. it. I've told you a million. Yeah, times, and I never signed in. Um, but I like I love Halo so much that I'm nervous to watch the show because yeah. the things I've heard like make me not want to. But I still got to watch it just <laughs> as a fan. Um, yeah. But I think it was it was uh, Lord of the Rings. I think yes. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's mm-hmm. it's a couple things, and I'm really really sad. So. First of all, Halo. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. The first, which you guys have it, so you're good. But the first episode is was I don't know if it still is was free on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Paramount Plus put it up for free. Mm-hmm. Um, every single person I've talked to said it is horrible. Yeah. I have a diehard Halo fan hated it. I have a mediocre Halo fan that didn't like it because it just didn't. He it didn't it didn't it didn't fit. Yeah. And so that you got the wheel. So so Amazon and that. Halo, of course, wasn't Amazon, but mm-hmm. so Amazon just redid the Wheel of Time. Big, massive fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Um, holy <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> like, no. I mean, I'm talking where where it, it's it, they say mixed reviews, <laughs> mm-hmm. and what I think it is, it's just a few casual viewers, and that is it who's enjoying it. Because even my wife, who who knows very little about the series, is like, by episode three, she's like, I don't care about these characters. This pace is moving so fast, and yet it's so hectic i don't know like what's going on they 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 tried to condense a very big book into one season Mm -hmm. which you can do but then they added their own content that was unnecessary they completely changed i mean just oh it was a hot 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 mess like i'm talking i couldn't get past three episodes my brother's an even bigger fan i mean i've got a wheel of time tattoo and my brother's an even bigger fan and he he's like, no, just just finish it, just keep going. He got to the end, and he's like, don't finish it, don't watch it, it's terrible. <laughs> Do not. No. And so, <laughs> which and is, it's, and so, oh. I don't know if it's surprising because Amazon has a handful of good shows, like Invincible. I think they did very. Uh, that's that's the Robert Kirkman um, uh, superhero comic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but that was pretty faithful to the comic and they did a really good job and the boys um same thing i haven't watched that yet either but that's all i can say that's good from amazon because i you've seen a couple shows yeah marvelous mrs mazel was Mm -hmm. great and um i've heard good things yeah Mm -hmm. that's really really good um completely jack ryan was good oh that's the first season yeah especially the first i haven't watched that but i heard good stuff so good i I enjoyed that that immensely Mm -hmm. that was that was great that they did two seasons, right? I think I watched the yes. second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I wonder why they fumble so hard with certain things and other things come out really I good. Know. I mean, I feel like Netflix does the same thing. That's like, true. You, can't, I... you just can't fully trust anyone. As much as you want to, you want to be like, oh, Netflix knows what they're doing. Yep. But then you watch like one of their, like we watched that. Uh, <laughs> Choose or Die. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> just so... some dumb horror movie. Don't even, it was... don't worry gotcha. about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> keep your distance it's uh yeah i mean it's i I guess if you're hanging out with some people and you want to laugh at something i don't know i don't know (laughs) maybe not 
Um, but yeah, so it's interesting to me that they fumbled so hard. And you know, it's it's hard when you're such like a fan of the book and stuff. Because do you want it to faithfully follow the show, or the uh, or do you want the show to faithfully follow the book? Do you want it to completely like change up everything? Like mm-hmm. it's hard. I imagine it's hard for them to like do it but you don't do both you pick one or the other <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and and there's a way to do it well look at the harry potter movies yeah i've, I've read the harry potter books and the later they get there's so much content they made more changes mm-hmm. it's kind of eh. love sure. the books still enjoy the movies mm-hmm. um but but then you look at something like so the witcher mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows the first season has way too much sex the second season has only a couple and i'm just like why couldn't you do this to begin with? But mm. anyway, but so that adaptation, <laughs> I haven't read the books, but mm. I played uh, uh, Witcher 3. I've spent a lot of hours in Witcher 3. Oh, and that, that transferred idea. enough. Oh, so, so, so good. good. <laughs> I haven't finished the uh, Blood and Wine DLC yet, though, which I really want to, because everybody said that's kind of the true ending yeah. of the game. Oh, so it, I'm it really feels excited. very, very much complete <sighs> when, when you finish I that. Need, I need to get back to gaming. I'm having to take a hiatus, but I'm excited to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that adaptation, if you've seen Arcane, Arcane is one of the oh. best shows I've seen in a long time. So I played League of Legends when it first came out, mm-hmm. like literally OG, when there was just a handful of champions. I was Annie, and I would just drop tickers on everybody. <laughs> uh, tibbers. Just like smash them. Big old teddy bear. Flaming teddy bear. Anyway. <laughs> um, and so I watched that show, and it took me a little bit to get used to the animation style, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. The, the story, the characters, the cameos. So... So that was, and so I think Netflix is, has better track record for adaptation so far. Those yeah. are the only two I can really speak to. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Wheel of Time, and then you look at the upcoming Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> how <laughs> PC do we need to stay on this? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, on here? Yes. I mean, hey, man. So <laughs> so I, I don't have any, I guess I don't have any hate or anything against like a lot of the, I don't even know what to call it, like, like, uh, nice way to say it. LGBTQ community awareness, all this stuff. I don't have anything against that. Oh sure, yeah. But when, but when you're randomly putting that kind of stuff in, the, the showrunners of Lord of the Rings said we are going to make, we are going to take Tolkien's story and make it applicable to this day and age. The reason why his story is still so good and so well done is because it's not applicable to any certain time period. That's what happens mm. when you when you take your as a showrunner or somebody, your beliefs and shove it on a creative work and an IP, an intellectual property that has already been established, you're just going to piss fans off. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to do that, go do your own thing. Like that's awesome. Like I have nothing against that, but they've already talked about they're, they're, they're going to make changes to how the elves and humans relate. They're, they're changing a whole bunch of facts mm-hmm. and the way a whole bunch of people look, which that's fine. I can deal with a lot of surface stuff, but then they're just really going to insert a lot of 2020 issue or 20 where are we at 2022 wow. <laughs> yeah. um, 20, oh my 2019 gosh. remember 2020s. yes 2019 <laughs> yes yeah. um put in a lot of our issues we're dealing with and it's it's like even even if it does well that show's not gonna it's not gonna age well a, a lot of things like right. that and and so i'm 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 really even if it wasn't that if they would have that whatever but like they literally said we are going to change this because we want to and yeah. and that makes me upset. Just like the Halo adaptation, the reason why I think it was so bad is the showrunner said, we have never played a Halo game and we don't want to because we want to do our own take on it, which to me says, create your own sci-fi world. People right, are going right. to love it. Make a new expanse. Mm-hmm. You don't need to just steal this. I mean, all they did was steal like the surface, the skin of Halo, and then like completely 
did their own crap thing. on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do find that approach really odd where it's like, we want to do our own spin on this thing that people, I want to take this thing that people are like, has a built in fandom. Like people already love this thing and we're going to do things that do not happen in that world. Like, I don't know why, I don't know what the thought process is there. I like the idea of like, expanding and like playing within a world that already exists like that can be really cool and beneficial but it's weird to take something that exists for the sake of completely changing it Mm -hmm. i that can be really odd it's it's like there was a um there was a nod in dr strange or like an easter egg that like only it's a very nitpicky like nerdy thing but i was talking to a friend of mine about it the other day and you would only pick it up if you are like a super marvel nerd and it's mm. and it's not a beneficial thing. It's actually kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird thing where they like identify which universe the MCU is in comparison to the comics, which you're only gonna pick up if you're like a mega nerd about that stuff. So that's who it's for. But also it undoes some stuff that was spoken previously. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you put this Easter egg in for the the only people who are going to get this are going to be super pissed about it. <laughs> right. Like it's super, yes. it's like yeah. that idea. Like who, who was like, let's take this thing. And Lord of the Rings is like, of you know, it has a strong fandom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know of all things to take and be like, we're taking it to change the entire world. It, it, it's one of those things where like the story is so rich that it just feels unnecessary. Not that it's a good yeah, or bad yes. thing that you just don't need to, change because there's so much there yeah there's so much you yes. can expand upon so i get it i i totally get it yeah. um because it's it, it all depends on how it's done in the show like I I'm, know, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to ride it yeah. out and see it could, how yes, it's implemented it yeah because mm-hmm. it could come off good they could change i mean because they've gotten so much backlash all their videos on youtube and stuff have have more thumbs down than thumbs up yeah, really? they've removed comments wow. they're removing videos like they're blocking, like they're doing all kinds of stuff because they mm-hmm. realize they they upset a lot of people. So hopefully, they get the message and fix it. I am not looking forward to it. And then what is is what also sucks that kind of tangent off, but also not, is they picked up two of my favorite IPs, game IPs, mm-hmm. uh, Fallout and Mass Effect. Ooh. Amazon has the rights to those, okay. and I'm so 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 sad. I want to cry in a corner. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't even think of a way either of those could... Well, I mean, they definitely there are ways it could be shows, but I feel like they're both so story-rich in the games. Like, I don't want them to be shows. I don't think we yes. need them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, can see it as an animated movie or books, but I don't know. A, a yeah, show's bizarre. Yeah. I, I could see, like, Fallout, if you, if you take a character that was a secondary character, mm-hmm. minor character, and expand on them, yep. great. That's awesome if you stick to the lore. And you would have a hard time not sticking to the lore of Fallout. I mean, it's not like this overly complicated thing, mm-hmm. but I just feel like they're going to find some way to mess it up. <laughs> like, in Mass Effect, like, that's, like you were saying, is even more so. That is so story-driven and so RPG mm-hmm. that that uh, I... I I, I don't know, unless they do the same thing. Because I've read uh, two, I, they might only have two Mass Effect books, but I've read the two Mass Effect books, I've read the comics. And so you could do something like that, where you could take one of those characters in the world and do that. But I feel like people don't, they don't do that because they're just like, oh man, everybody loves this character. Let's just put him on a show. And then everybody's like, we hate that character because it's no longer the character that was in the game that's on your show. Right. I, <laughs> right. I don't know where the disconnect happens. Like, have the people who wrote the character who wrote the game write the show. And I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not the same thing, but more like 
just don't have other people involved in it. Well, that's because like, they mess yes. with it. I'm extremely excited about the Last of Us show on HBO. Yes, and they're keeping um, uh, what's his name? Is it Neil Druckmann? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So like he's involved. Like mm-hmm. obviously that dude is a storyteller, right? And the way that that story unfolds in that game. I, I'm hoping we just get to watch it unfold again in a different format. You know what I mean? I don't really want a yep. lot of changes to it. Um, no. So that's and the casting. The casting, casting looked on par. Yep. Yeah. Casting looked on par. Some of the videos we saw, they Pedro needs to grow out his jewel beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, looks little, it looks a little like mine, really patchy. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> right, Joel yeah. got Joel's got a good beard. Yeah, like, that thing's got to be thick. But but yeah, because he was involved in like because I was just reading an article where he just in the last little bit, um, it might have been weeks or months ago, like left the. Um, the the set or whatever and so they don't know if they're done filming or if mm. he was just there for the first few or mm-hmm. whatever but like and that's one saving grace about the wheel of time season two is so brandon sanderson i uh, once again they can't see but anyway behind me is some brandon sanderson books um and if, first of all the goat for being a, a fantasy author yeah. he's the goat for fantasy author okay and um he is in more heavily involved in season two of the Wheel of Time. Cool. So he actually finished the Wheel of Time series. He wrote the last three books after Robert Jordan, the original author, died um, relatively suddenly. And so he went and finished them. So he knows the world really well. Wow. And they, they had him advising on season one, but they didn't. He did a little thing about it later, and they didn't fully listen to a lot of his suggestions. Uh-huh. Um and some of the most things that they screwed up were the things that they didn't listen to him about. Okay. And so so he's got more involvement, so there might be there anyway, there might be hope for that. But that, okay. I'm excited about Last of Us. That's probably the most adaptation, the most excited I am for an adaptation. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Because that game is oh. first game is great. Second game is a little it's I haven't played it yet. Yeah. It's sitting on my D- shelf. It's and, an experience. Uh, I'll I'll say that. It is it is something worth experiencing uh, only <laughs> to see what everyone's talking about. I know. Yes, <laughs> once. I've like, right. I've, I have never, other than the new Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I've never ended a something feeling so depressed and so like this was like no, no they just emotionally like this was not fun. Like, oh my like, god! It is just it it's, is now now the gameplay of is amazing. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's Phenomenal. that's where the fun is, and then they yes. they just step uh, on your case. Oh, then they play a cutscene. You're like, oh, now I want to die. Maybe this I'll play. Great. Yes, uh, it's yeah. like really. Do you just had to do no spoilers, but you just had to like. Oh yeah, oh. it's it's, yeah. it's See, these special. Are, these are all the emotions yeah. that I've somehow avoided. Any, I know nothing about what happens in the Last of Us Two, which is awesome. Oh wow, that's amazing. I you know, haven't it, got it spoiled. I know, spoiled and I have like friends that are diehard fans. Shout out Eric, who like mm-hmm. literally bought me a copy because he's <laughs> like, you need to play this. Like yep. the Last of Us, he's I think he's played the first game ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so good for him. That's a yeah, that's awesome. Oh, dude, crazy! <laughs> I played it for the first time. I think it was last year. Yeah, well, maybe it was twenty twenty. I don't know. It was very recent for mm-hmm. me, and it's just unbelievable. It's so good. I mm-hmm. yeah yeah. It's Whatever you feel like, it, Brett. We're not going to rush you. No, I I got to beat Sonic first. Yeah, S- start tonight. Yeah, I might, <laughs> I, might, I might start tonight. Um, so I want to, I don't know, what do you guys want to do? I want to make sure, Josh, that you have you have time for some more. I have some more questions about your book and everything. I want to hit at least one more category. Do you guys feel like, do you want to talk about some movies or do you want to talk about video games? Because you guys have been talking about Oof. some video games and I'm kind of like, I don't know. We'll let I'm Josh decide. always down to talk video games. Like I love movies. I'm looking at kind of a list we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
we've already kind of touched on Lord of the Rings. I guess the one thing, that's how you do an adaptation right there. That is how you do a phenomenal adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they stayed true. They literally uh, just ached over the changes that they had to make. They didn't just flippantly do them. Like, that's how you do an adaptation. Yeah. But, but other than that, I mean, this Lord of the Rings, greatest movie trilogy, greatest, <laughs> honestly, one of the greatest uh, uh, media, per, per, media things. Yeah. We struggle with this media all things. the time. Yeah. Like, media whatever the word formats is. Formats or, no. Yeah, like, media store, like, a the best... Anyway, the best thing ever. <laughs> the best thing ever. This is games, movies, whatever. Lord of the right. Rings is the goat. Movies. Now, now the books are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Books are really good. I'm still trying to get through the first one, but that tells you how well they did the movies. I'm an author. I love world building. And I'm on my fourth try to get through the first book. Wow. Not always because I just petered out, but also because life and stuff happened. Sure. But like, the movies are just... Whew. Yeah, I heard... We watch them almost every year. I heard the books are tough. Like, they're great, but they're a lot. Yeah. A lot Really to, dry. Yeah. I've yep. never tried. That's reading a book. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what you're I'll talking about. I'll tell you, about. it's 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 a pretty good experience. <laughs> it's an experience. Hey, <laughs> I read a Goosebumps last year. Nice. Yeah. No, that was this year. I probably read those are like last kids. Year are those kids horror books? Yeah, yeah. they are. <laughs> I was, oh, yeah, yeah. We, okay, we that, grew that makes up. Sense. We grew up with them, and uh, last year I was like, I don't remember. Like, I remember reading a couple, but I just got curious, and I went and read one. They're fun. They're mm-hmm. like Twilight Zone for kids. Yeah. You know? Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's jump into video games then. Yes. Okay. Video games. Josh, have you ever heard of Chaos Legion? No. It's Tim's favorite game. No, of all it is time. my most hated game of all time. <laughs> it's on the PlayStation 2, and I uh, finally finished it uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And uh, to celebrate, I broke the game in half. He literally <laughs> broke the game in oh, half. Wow. It's, That's. It's, Impressive. Yeah, and I and yeah. I'm I'm a big collector. Like I love collecting yeah. retro games and stuff like that. So yeah. the fact that it brought me and it wasn't I wasn't even angry at it. I was just I was sick of it. I feel like for reference, it, it you hurt should me. see this is one of Tim's shelves. Oh my goodness! And then the rest are over there. I don't know. if Oh, you can see dude, it. your guys is that pad is sick. Yeah. Oh, Pikachu! Yeah. I was looking yeah. at. Is that now? Is that a behind you? I'm trying to see that that pop. Is that a Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Got, okay, that's yeah, what I thought. What yeah. Good old Sora. Oh, oh you, the key's it's, broken? It's broken. That's okay. Is it supposed to be? Like, does this come oh, off? Oh, yeah. It's not supposed to come off, but it's fine. That's Did you just sad, break dude. it or has it been broken? It might have been broken. It might have been. He doesn't even know. <laughs> what? I don't know. It just looks cool. Who needs to see a keyblade? Not me. It's, but it's incomplete now. That's driving me insane. <laughs> Your mom's incomplete. Wow. That's real. Oh, wait. That's my mom. I love, I love mom jokes between brothers. Me and my brother. <laughs> it's, <do> so <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yes. It's, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's never not funny to me. Oh, and the grape guy fell. Well, uh, yeah. T- so all that to say, Tim hated this game so much. I played this game like... <laughs> I mean, dude, I probably played it like 12 years ago. Yeah. And I hate it. It's the hardest game. It's probably to this day the hardest game I've ever played. And I told Tim about it forever. Oh, it hurts. And then he started it. And how many times? We've talked about this on the podcast. Oh, lot, my God. He was just telling me his friend's going to stream it tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is. Good luck, Mango. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck. All of the luck. That game is rough. I think the only way to make it better is if you play Sonic music.
Don't worry, you, you don't hear the sonic music, but it's it's there. It'll be there. It's there in our hearts. Gotcha. It'll be there. Oh, that's right. Sarah was saying something about that. Every, always... every week, Tim surprises me with sonic music, and uh, it's just an extra moment in the podcast I have to find to insert a sonic song. <laughs> no, you love it. Yeah, I love it. You get to hear the history. It is pretty fun. Actually, mm-hmm. I was listening to the last episode today to make sure there were no mistakes in yeah. the one I posted. and uh, A week later. I, I forgot which song. I put, yeah, I usually wait about a week. It lingers for a week. That's like the limited edition that people get to hear. Yeah, the the unedited, truly unedited. Anyways, the Sonic song was kind of a banger. What'd you pick? Do you remember? Uh, No. Wow. Actually, I can tell you. Hold up. Okay, he's going to pull it up. What, 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 would you know the title of a Sonic song? Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, maybe more of the game, but. The game? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, like, I'll know. Like depending, the entire game? Like, if the name of the song is, like, Windy Valley, I'll know what game that's from. It was Hilltop. Hilltop? Yeah. That's probably Sonic Lost World? Josh, you like Sonic games? No. <laughs> I feel like I had to be really careful or I might get smacked through the <laughs> no, webcam. No, nah, you're good. No, there's uh, nobody likes Sonic. No, people like what? Sonic games. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but it, it's been beat up for a long time. It's, it's the type of franchise that like it's just had really rough games so people yeah are are mixed it was it was just never my style like i never liked mario Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't i was more for like uh well mass effect and fallout Mm -hmm. modern warfare like i played i played madden something like once or twice (laughs) i'm like this is stupid (laughs) (laughs) just go play football if i want to do right that's that's the idea but sonic i mean i can't run around super fast and collect coins so it's true that's true it's it's a big difference well now that you asked that how are you how do you feel about the ninja turtles there's this man just like the live actions looked eh. oh the like recent ones yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's okay. We can, but we can I, I never, I liked uh, Leonardo just because he had dual katanas. I'm a huge fan of dual katanas. I have a yeah. katana, but you can't really see it. Um, oh, I see it. I, I did see it. There. It's very sneaky. <laughs> yeah. sneaky You're ready. Katana. And, um, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my good one. My other one is beat up and the handle's broken because it wasn't full tang and I killed, like, I think I got 12 porcupines with it before oh I had God. to retire it. <laughs> I called it uh, um, Quill Clist or Quill, what was it? Quill? Or Chris Quillquist, the uh, porcupine cleaver. <laughs> oh so like God. Orcris from Lord of the Rings, yeah. or Hobbit, uh, Gandalf's sword. Yes. So yeah, it's killed. It's killed twelve porcupines. I could. I don't know if I have a picture, but I'm just yeah. really stoked it had a name. Um, yes. Yeah. Pretty. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I can spell it. That's yeah. That's, but, yeah. that's all you need. That's all. As long as you can put it on paper. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm, I mainly brought us to games so you guys could sell me on Mass Effect because I've never played any of the Mass Effect games. I, it, it hurts. And a weird story mm-hmm. is I actually won a copy of Mass Effect by calling into a podcast like many, many years ago. And um, I told a story about being a whale. It was real weird. And uh, it won me a video game. Uh, and I never played it. Do you still have that copy? I think I sold it. I, I think I sold it so I could get Bioshock or something like that. Okay, kind of a good trade-off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bioshock's darn good. So yeah, it's real good. Not as good as Mass Effect. So interesting, because I, I, I've always been interested in the world, mm-hmm. and when it started coming out, I got super stoked, and then it was like just seeing screenshots, and so many articles came out about it, and then g- more games came out, and I was so far behind, and now I'm like, 
do I still play Mass Effect at some point? Legendary Edition. Yeah. Just came out last year about, a, I think it was almost a year ago now, which is really terrifying. Wow. No, literally was a year ago. Yeah. Um, play it. Like, just, you need to know, first game, play it for the story. And right. The character. Sure. First game Gameplay was early is, Xbox is, 360. Oof, it's, it's not as brutal as Halo was. I just played Halo Combat Evolved <laughs> again here recently. Yeah. That was like, I'm meleeing through people, <laughs> and it's not yeah. working, and my melee's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. And then Halo 2 is just blew, blew the roof. But anyway, yeah. so you need, you need like, literally, and after Lord of the Rings, Mass Effect is probably, okay, take the ending out of the equation. Mass Effect is probably the, the second best media thing that we were talking about um that that i've after after lord of the rings i mean the the way that your choices like so your choices in game one transfer to game two which then transfer to game three which that's wild to me yeah phenomenal Mm -hmm. now they don't have an impact in the ending of game (laughs) three but they transfer over it's the the ending was just i mean no spoilers but it was just subpar for a game that was all about choice right for building Um, up all the way it's yes it's a lot more in like the little details like what happens to the characters yeah and i know they've Mm -hmm. updated it since interesting but they they did i never played the new endings i only played it originally and uh so okay so which i i mean i was fine with it but it it did feel lackluster because i was like okay so Yes, but I heard it, the new endings yeah. are are good, or like at least the updated versions are better. Better, yeah. okay. I would say better. Mm-hmm. It was horrible before. Now it's decent. Now <laughs> what you just got to do is play it for the gameplay of three, mm-hmm. and not only the gameplay but the story, and then just like. Once you get to that final kind of end, whatever, you just kind of like okay, the game ended here in my mind. There's mm-hmm. there's a that what they say is um, there's a DLC. Excuse me. There's a DLC called The Citadel, and it was like such a oh, it was just so fun. It was so fun. But um, it, uh, it just just play it, and then it just know if you go into it like I didn't knowing the ending was going to be lackluster. I I was I was I was decent enough with it. I was still upset, but like all those choices that you made in game one still show up in game three, which is really amazing. And mm-hmm. in a legendary edition, they made those choices have a big, bigger impact than the original one where like your galactic awareness, when you're getting ready to go fight the big battle, which isn't, that's not too much of a spoiler. I mean, there's, it's, it's a combination of three games, but anyway, sure. um, before it was based on multiplayer, you had to play multiplayer oh, yeah. to get your galactic awareness up. Mm-hmm. Now it is actually the choices you make from game one, two, and three to help get that galactic readiness up. Um, cool. So that that actually does it has more of an impact than it originally did. So they made they made it. I, th- I feel like they made as big a changes as they could for the legendary edition without you know completely going in and overhauling it. And but the characters, the characters, the choices. Mass Effect Two is still the best. Mm-hmm. Like just like I think Halo Two is probably one of my favorites um, out of the Halo. So, uh, Halo Reach. Um, Reach is good. Reach is great. Yeah. Reach is so good. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, it, Mass Effect 2 was just, I love the, I guess it would kind of be the, it's not really a hero's journey, but kind of that, that let's go out and gather a group of just badasses around us yeah. and just go accomplish this thing. And, and the way it happens in Mass Effect 2 and some of like the surprise reveals or some of the twists is just like, I mean, oh. Yeah, 2, oh, two is I just, like, oh. like perfect so yeah good. it is so, so such and the legendary edition so it collects mass effect one two and three okay all in one collection yeah. and it's all dlc it's a remake Ooh. or remaster 
remaster. Remaster. Okay. So okay. they updated the the graphics. They updated some of the sound. They mm-hmm. updated level designs in Mass Effect One. Oh, that's cool. Um, it, it was it was it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like I binged that game. And my wife was okay with it, which is good, because <laughs> it was at the time when when we had um, was it just went yeah so we we were new parents and I really couldn't do a whole lot because he would sleep and eat and I can't feed him so yeah um, and then I did end up feeding him like at three a.m. and I can't fall asleep and wake back up and then go back to sleep so mm-hmm. I would just stay up late playing so it was amazing oh yeah I'd just stay up <laughs> till like two or three a.m. feed the baby go to bed yeah and sleep in. Um, the life of an indie author. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paying for that now, having to get a part-time job. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was it, it was just it's such a just other than the ending, and even with the ending, it's still phenomenal. But but oh, it's just such a masterpiece of storytelling and character development. Yeah. Oh, and I know it has a lot of really strong RPG elements. Like, is that yes. for someone who's not necessarily me? Because I do enjoy those elements. But mm-hmm. for someone who's maybe not like a regular RPG player, is that like a turnoff about it, or is it integrated in a way where it's like, if you enjoy a good story, you enjoy a good game, like anybody should play it, kind of thing? Yeah, I feel like it's super accessible. Like, yeah. if you're not used to RPGs, there are a ton of. Um, easy to learn systems and it's just about like leveling up and oh look at that what's that what am I looking at <laughs> dude so that's that's the uh, uh, oh, Omniverse wow. yeah wow and, man that's so cool so that that's that was my good. big purchase that is <laughs> for the legendary edition oh, was cool. that part of like the special edition of it, or? it was so the helmet was part of the special edition, mm-hmm. which I wanted to get and I didn't get, and I'm glad I didn't because now I got this. Um, this was a kind of like the uh, honestly kind of like Kickstarter. It mm-hmm. was a limited edition run where if they funded enough, they made a limited edition run of it, mm-hmm. oh, and so cool. and it was only like I don't remember how much it was, but it wasn't that bad. Like a lot of video game paraphernalia, you're like five hundred dollars for this pocket watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like from the game, and I'm like, no, no, thank like, you. Forty or sixty bucks, and it lights up. Yeah, like, yeah. and and it looks I didn't show you really good. There's a lock on here. Um, the blade actually can fold in as well if I don't break it. Oh, what? So that's what no, you see about the game as both a melee weapon and a uh, uh, just like you can access it to learn information. Oh, no, I broke it. Oh, you broke don't it. Don't break oh, it. No. Well, or it's just supposed to go the other way. Yeah, oh, no. we're gonna we're just gonna put that back. Gonna just. <laughs> but it, it does fold it. <laughs> Oi. Oh man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I I mean I can't think of a better uh, segue there. <laughs> mentioning Kickstarter, um, I we've talked about uh, the Brothers Creed and and the anniversary edition that you're doing. Tell us about. I mean, open floor for you. What's going on with the Kickstarter? Where can people find you? Where can people find your work? Um, where can people give you all their money? And <laughs> I like that last one. And start there. <laughs> <can>, starving artist. <laughs> we can put a direct link to your bank account. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Direct deposit. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. Um, okay. So I guess I'll tell, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about like the series in a little bit yeah. because I talked about writing it. I didn't really talk about what it is. Absolutely, so it, yeah. It's Zombie Apocalypse, which hasn't even been, I mean, I guess it's been hinted at, hasn't been, uh, I haven't fully mentioned it yet. <laughs> um, so it's Zombie Apocalypse and it follows um, two brothers as they, they try and survive the end of the world with their faith in humanity intact. And so 
it's that's the that's the heart of the story because I, I have a brother and we're like I said we're really close and it was kind of our plan and so I based it heavily off of us. Well, like I said, the first version was literally me and him. Yeah. And I went in and changed some details and a little bit of not too much personality, but changed a little bit of details, changed their names. I I was I really was originally thinking about publishing it with our names because I didn't think anybody was going to buy it. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would just be awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, it's like it's like when like Will Smith is Will. Will in um oh and Fresh Prince Fresh Prince yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. When, when like somebody's stage name is their real name right. like it's just not that it's bad it's just it's it's a chuckle and it's, so yeah. I didn't want to do that you're like no it's an autobiography um, like it's something yeah weird. exactly this is this is real this happened you guys weren't there for the zombie apocalypse 2020 like oh you were all inside when we were out killing them got it um, <laughs> so so it's zombie apocalypse it, it follows them there there's another storyline of Emmett who's a a former marine and his family and um, these storylines kind of weave in and out and stuff and and it's 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 their journey to it, they they enact their uh, uh, zombie survival plan, which is to get to their wilderness lodge in Alaska, which in in real life is where me and my brother spent a lot of our spring summer falls. We were born and raised in Alaska. We were out in the bush with my parents when he was when when dad was guiding, mom was out there, and wow. and so we were pretty much self sufficient for five six months out of the, I, we even spent a couple winters out there. Really? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't remember too much because I was really young at that point, mm-hmm. but um. But my dad used to trap, and he 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 felled trees, and him and my grandpa made the whole uh, chainsaw mill, and did rough cut um, boards, and made cabins, wow. and all kinds of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, my my dad was. I mean, he's he was he was a legit mountain man for a while. Um, and so anyway, so their plan is to get up to that place, that that lodge, because the the my my brother and one of the character the character based off my brother is a bush pilot, so they they know how to get in and out, and they can make supply runs. And they gather a group around them. And in book two, my favorite character to write comes in, and that's Tank, um, who is honestly most of the reader's favorite as well. Oh, yeah. And he's based off another of our really good friend. And um, and so he comes in, and it just it makes this, it, uh, it's a story. just and, and the story just kind of explodes from there. But it's their journey to what I really love to do is come up with some hard-hitting questions like, I've always loved the concept of like, what will you do to keep your family safe? Like, what will you do to protect your loved ones? Like, if there is a threat to them, yeah, what are you going to do? How far are you going to go? And I love that. Like, like as a person who has thought about that, and and I mean, oh, it's not back there anymore. I got an AR-15, and just that's the kind of guy I am. I have thought about that. What am I going to do if this happens? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop the threat. No matter what, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna have any hesitation. Actually, I know I'm not. But <laughs> what happens after? The the emotional and mental um, burden consequences of doing this, of doing what you need to survive. And the 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 brothers at one point they're they're going to help their parents. And there's a time when they're having to basically kind of torture this one guy. Who's granted he's not a good guy, but like like they're having to do that kind of stuff. And and yeah. the first time in, in the first book, it's just like oh this is fun, kind of like it's like a movie or something. And then by the second book, I'm like, wow, this that like I got into it enough to where I'm like this would be terrifying. And like realizing what does it take to break them? How do they deal with it? And so by book two, that was my goal. Mm-hmm. What does it take to break these two brothers? The one broke really easily. The other one took five books to break. So it was, it it was a journey to, to, to wrestle with those questions and Mm -hmm. like how, and like have these, these like not depressing, but darker themes, just kind of like the last of us, especially the last of us one or the, what the last of us two should have been. How do you deal with these, these themes of, of, 
I mean, just survival and and killing and and betrayal with hope still involved. And, and so that's right. what I made sure to do with mine is how do I do this? And there's still hope. Yeah. There's still these, these, um, um, strong bonds of faith and family and brotherhood. And, and so how do you do that? Well, and so that was basically what the series was, was zombies are just the setting. The end of the world is just a setting for me to explore kind of these questions and these concepts. And then, um, and, and so it's really, it, it sounds a lot more serious than it is. And there is definitely some serious moments in it, yeah. but it's also, uh, that's why Tank is my favorite. Cause he's very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. He just, cool. he just starts joking in the middle of like, there's this crap going down and he's just joking and, yeah. and it's, 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 it was fun. So that, that's what the series is. I love that. Um, yeah. To kind of sum that up before I go into the Kickstarter. Absolutely, so I guess any yeah. quick questions there? I know we're probably. No, you're good, man. We can go a little over. Do you, yeah. Did you have any questions? I, I, I always have a bunch in my head, but. Uh, not off the top of my head right now. Zero pressure, man. I just didn't want to jump in again if you had <laughs> right, if you yeah. had some. But no, I just wanted to say I love that aspect of it because I think that is especially that progression. Like we've had that conversation. I've had that conversation with a bunch of people. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it would almost be kind of fun if like, you know, all of a sudden you didn't have to worry about anything but surviving, <laughs> and I don't have to clock in anywhere. <laughs> right. I just need to make sure I don't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then inevitably it does become like, wow, sur- survival at that like primal level becomes really terrifying when, especially especially when you're not alone in mm-hmm. a way, and there are others mm-hmm. that you care about, and then you start coming across other people and all that stuff. So that that whole concept and holding out hope throughout that is because uh, that's kind of the whole basis for survival. Like mm-hmm. if you're just surviving without hope, like I don't even really know what that is. So um, that's really that's a really cool concept to carry through a zombie apocalypse setting. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to keep reading through it. Yeah, and... <laughs> Just so you guys know, and, and even any listeners, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I've got to get better at this because my wife always rags on me. <laughs> I don't not like my books or anything. I think they're really good. Just the first two are rougher. They were, they were the first two books, I guess three, but the, the first <laughs> two of the first books I ever wrote and finished. Mm. And so they're definitely a little bit rougher in the, some of the dialogue, some of the st- story, the story structure, sentence structure, the story's still there. The characters are there. If you can yeah. get past a little bit of that, like, so they're not bad. Like I still recommend them everybody. I mean, there's been thousands of people that have read them and loved them. So they can't be that bad, but <laughs> if you can get the book three. Yeah. Like that's what I tell everybody. Get to book three because Tank comes in towards the end of book two. He's my favorite. He's reader's favorite. And then by that point, it just I don't I feel like that's when I found my voice. Cool. And it just oh the story just book five was like I will put a I will put it up there on, on a high on my list of even compared to other people's books. Not like, you know, way up there with Brandon Sanderson, but you know, <laughs> somewhere up there, yeah. kinda kinda high. No, that's cool. Um, but anyway, so that just that. Um and so, yeah, so, so anyway, as we were kind of talking, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the Kickstarter, but I keep looking over here, like I'm going to grab the book and, and show the audience, but you guys are listening. <laughs> so sorry, you can't see this awesome cover with these three awesome people. Um, you can send us, uh, some pictures if you want and we can, well, you can definitely share oh, yeah, it. Cause we can, we can share it to Instagram. Yeah. Stuff, we'll so. put it on Instagram. We always do like an episode cover mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah so I'll do that. So, mm-hmm. so cool. you, you re- listeners might be able to see it Yeah, yeah. or should be able to see it. So, but, um, so anyway, I keep, I'm used to video. So it, it is, um, through that whole process, through that whole thing. Um, um, it was, 
it was just a fun journey for me writing all that. Yeah. And especially like taking this journey with the characters because it did start off lighthearted. Like these brothers were just enjoying it. Like, oh, the zombie apocalypse is going to be awesome. Yeah. They're thinking differently by the end of book one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so it was because it was a fun. I mean, that's kind of where I was at when I first started writing it. And so anyway, it, it was it was a cool journey to to just go on and to invite other people into the story and to see it have the impact and the success it did. Mm-hmm. And now to be going back um like I said, it was just over five years ago when I published the first one. It's been like th- almost three years now since I finished. And to be able to go back into it and, and almost like like bring it back from the dead and turn it into a zombie to reanimate it. Um, <laughs> and kind of like Frankenstein's monster. Um, and so, although this looks a lot better than a piecemeal corpse. But anyway, um, <laughs> at least I hope it, it looks and reads better than mm-hmm. that. But so being able to come back to it now has been... Super exciting to see just how far the series has come. I mean, it's it's been, and I, and I don't, yeah, I don't even need to say that. Anyway, um, <laughs> just there's been a lot of people who 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 have who have read it, who have enjoyed it, and and even like getting some emails and like just that it's helped them through some dark times and stuff like that is mm-hmm. just super awesome. And and to think yeah. about the the impact it's had on on me writing it and then other people reading it and being able to kind of to to release it in a new format. Um, I'm getting into my, my video talk because like this is a video I was literally just getting ready to say <laughs> the exact lines from my Kickstarter video that took me three days to film. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Anyway, but so to re- <laughs> that's in my head playing out. Um, <laughs> but to release it into hardback and and to include extra stuff mm-hmm. like like there's maps. Well, there's one map unlocked in it now. We're still going towards stretch goals to unlock new maps. There's going to be internal art if we can raise enough money. Um, but the book itself has been funded. So I will be printing them. I will be doing a big printing run, which is awesome. And and a lot of people, I need to rephrase how I do my social media because when I, everybody says, oh, it's funded, it's done. No, no, no. Funding like a Kickstarter, once you fund, I just funding my cost mm-hmm. of just the book. Now we're okay. unlocking the maps and, and the and the internal art. The fun parts. And we're, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm like, okay, we're not done, people. Let's keep yeah. going. But um. It's been really cool to come back and do that and, and to see just a, the, the financial support as well um, of, of fans and friends and family coming and, and, and putting money towards this. And a Kickstarter, if anybody who's listening and isn't familiar with it, it's yeah. like basically it's a fundraising pre-order or a fundraising limited edition run. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a strict fundraiser where you give money and you get nothing. You give money and you get something. Mm-hmm. It's called crowdfunding. And so you pick a pledge anywhere from, I think, mine or two to like $3,000, which you don't have to worry about the 3000 <laughs> unless you want to co-author a story with me. Um, That's cool. And um, yeah, I, I was trying to think of something that would be fun. And then I started thinking about how much cost would be involved in my time. And I'm like, I want to do this for less, but literally can't do it for anything. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. So you, you pick your, your pledge or whatever, and there's certain rewards you get. And so that's crowdfunding. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing it to, to release these in paperback and to include all the other content because, I mean, Books are expensive. Like books are really expensive. And especially in a book that that has kind of lived its life, like sales on Amazon and stuff. I mean, I'm definitely still making um, I mean a few hundred dollars here and there, but it's not doing what it has done. So it's not like I can put a bunch of money into it now because it's kind of ran its course. So right. now being able to invite people into, hey, let's make this awesome. Let's in, let's let's make this better has been super fun. And just to be able to go back to the project and and to remember just and and even i wrote a new short story for it that kind of bridges the gap of a character you don't see in between book 
three and four, you don't really see much from her. And so I wrote that story oh, here that's for cool. the Kickstarter new edition. And that was fun to kind of go back into that world. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, awesome. That's great, man. Do you have um, any or multiple like social media platforms? Where do you have people come find you? So I am on Facebook and Instagram. Go to Facebook. Instagram is very, very rarely updated because just too much going on. But uh, Instagram and Facebook, just uh, uh, I think my tag is author Joshua C. Chad. So at author Joshua C. Chad. Cool. No weird stuff. And then um, joshuacchad.com is the best place for people Perfect. to find me because I have my links on my social media links. My books are on there. I've got uh, cool merch from my book or f- merch inspired by my merch. I don't even know how you would technically <laughs> say it. Merch that has book stuff on it. Right. Like <laughs> not, you know, not just a book cover pasted on it, right, but like yeah. a cool, um, cool design and logos that yeah. were inspired by it and whatnot. Um, so that's probably the best. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the process of getting a link to my Kickstarter on my website because okay. like I said, this last week with closing on a house and oh, working a part-time so job and opening yeah. a Kickstarter has been like, yeah. yeah, but that should be tonight if I can awesome. work a little bit more. And, but yeah. And how long is the Kickstarter going on for? So it's going on until June 17th. June 17th. Um, cool. June 17th is when the Kickstarter ends. And, and if you're listening to it later or not, there will be a pre-order like, open for like two to four weeks after that time mm-hmm. when you can still get some of the, um, you can still get the book and some of the uh, uh, content, but not like a lot of the rewards, like not being able to be involved. There won't go towards any stretch goals, but you could like still get a signed copy of the book, but that's about it. And some of the other uh, swag related items, mer- merch, swag, rewards, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, dude, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This has been a blast. Um, if you're into it, you should definitely come back sometime. I think we could probably find some other things to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe when we finish the book. Yeah. Or the books, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. There you go. And yeah, you need a really fancy hardcover. Hard Absolutely. And you just got to just take the slip cover off. I hate those things. <laughs> like, it just, just look at that. Oh, you guys yeah. can't see it. Who's listening? But uh, this is a really... Here, you can... Here, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. It oh, yeah. looks real good. <laughs> there you go. That's what it sounds like. It's that's seven hundred pages and three hundred fifty thousand words of zombie awesomeness. That's wow, fantastic. that is so much. Do you love holding the book like the complete? I, this one, yes. That's <laughs> yeah. why I keep reaching for it because this is. I've never released a hardback, so it's all been so uh, cool, uh, softbacks, softbacks, paperbacks. There we go. Yeah, um, <laughs> got paperbacks, it. and I didn't have like a like my covers. My wife and I did the typography on my old ones, and so to have a fully professional, like a legit, like awesome cover, yeah. That I'm like, I'll put that up. I'll put that in a bookstore next to anybody. Yeah. So my first ones yeah. are still good. Yeah, but that one, oh yeah, yeah. So yes, I, I frequently grab that all just the time like, and just like yes, it. I love it. <laughs> my, my precious. precious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll definitely have you back on. Um, if you guys uh, check out our Instagram, we're at the Keep Up Podcast. We'll have a link. Um, I'll put a link to uh, your website in our link uh, tree so yep. people can check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? What else? You can find, uh, oh, I say you can find Tim uh, on Instagram and on Twitch at Collection Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ATA Raps and Brett in the Dark if you want to hang out there every now and then. I guess that's it. You're going to do End Babble tonight? Of course. All right. Um, so, Josh, one last huge thank you for hanging yeah, out with us. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, thank you guys for having me. Of course. Awesome. awesome, man. I'm glad you had fun. Uh, you are the guest. I'll allow you to do the honors. If you're unfamiliar, Tim's about to talk nonsense for about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all you need to do is throw them uh, two to three random ideas, items, concepts, literally anything. And I craft a, a nonsensical story about yeah, it. It's about to be madness. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's let's do Pizza Ghost on the Moon. Wow. That's great. Okay. Tim, take it away with them, Babel. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode number 205. We love you. Meow. Says the moon late at midnight. Meow. The cat ghost wishes it had the pizza given to it at birth. The cat ghost says, Meow, mother, why did you throw me to the moon when the pizza was only onion flavored? And the cat ghost mama said, Meow, sweet child. I couldn't give you the pizza because it was cursed. And the moon was the safest place for you to go because it has cheese. And you can make your own baby pizza out of rocks. And so I'll leave you with this, my friends. If your mom throws you to the moon, don't eat the cheese. It's actually rocks. And no one wants to eat rocks. Because it hurts. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to this podcast. This show is part of the Trainwreck Entertainment Podcast Network. For more content, go check out trainwreck.com. You know, you might just find something else on there that you like. That you like. That you like. Wow, that was that was quite that was something. <laughs> I mean, it made a lot more sense than I was anticipating, in all honesty. Like, I can see where you did that whole creative writing class. Like, I can see why your teacher liked you. <laughs>